0: Hey, what is going on? Another week is upon us. Hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. Welcome to episode 87 of Outside to Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. This week's OTC Player of the Week comes to us from New York as Caitlin Roamelt takes home the weekly honors. Caitlin had quite a tournament last weekend as she hit 824 with five doubles, four home runs, 10 runs scored and a whopping 20 RBIs as her and the Empire State Huskies went a perfect 7-0 to claim the championship at the ADK Dome. Awesome job, Caitlin. Best of luck the rest of the season. On to this week's guest, and we sat down and chatted with 2021 Olympian, two-time national champion and Oklahoma Sooners alum, Nicole Mendez. Nicole has had a spectacular career to date. As just mentioned, she has won two Women's College World Series, named to the 2017, 2019 and 2021 Women's College World Series All-Tournament team, was the 2017 All-Big 12 Freshman of the Year, and most recently competed with Team Mexico at the 2021 Olympics. We're gonna talk to Nicole about getting her start in the game, the decision to attend Oklahoma, what it was like playing in that atmosphere at the Women's College World Series. Plus, we also got the inside scoop on her recent announcement that she's playing in Athletes Unlimited this upcoming summer. Nicole was an absolute treat to chat with and I'm very excited to see what the future holds for her. Trust me when I say, this one's a good one. With that being said, grab that drink, sit back, relax, cause here we go.
1: i got the world in my palm like camera, action, and song I can't describe what I'm feeling Ain't never felt this freedom i got the world in my palm like camera, action, and song Ain't never felt this freedom Could you, could you I say anything we anything goes, anything goes, anything goes, coming on
0: anything goes, anything goes, anything Thank you for having me. How are things going down in Oklahoma?
2: Um, Actually, there was a winter storm this week, and I was snowed in what? for a couple of days. So everything is melting. The ice is melting. I think it's supposed to be 70 tomorrow. Um, oh, yeah. Just a crazy, crazy transition weather these next few days. But... Um, I'm glad that I've been indoors and able to eat some chili, so it's been going good.
0: (laughs) I'm glad you brought that up. You just We talked about it before we started recording. Tell us about uh, how the start of your day went today.
2: Yeah, so I actually recently started doing this radio broadcasting gig um, on Wednesday nights for a station that broadcasts out of Oklahoma. And it's just a review recap of not just OU softball, but college softball in general. And I, um, I I found out about them and there's this great brewing company called Equity Brewing Company. And they were saying that they're having a chili eating contest or not a chili eating contest, a chili contest. Um, I probably still would have gone if it was chili eating, you know. <laughs>
0: of course, yes. How could <laughs> you not miss that?
2: I, right. But I went out there and I tried a bunch of different chilies and just had a good time with some friends. So I enjoyed it uh, so much. It was a great time. Oh,
0: what a great way to start a Saturday. I mean, right? come on. Come on. It doesn't... Before... Oh, geez, I got cut off there. My my, my headphones came unplugged. Uh... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we get into everything else, I have to bring something else up before I forget about this. Because uh, during my vast research that I do, I, I came across your uh, your Bean boozle post. With your family over oh Christmas. My
1: gosh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was just mean, okay? Like Oh, that was
2: awesome, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> tell our listeners exactly what the what the bean Boo- Boozled boozle post is in, in case they don't know.
2: So if you're familiar familiar with jelly beans, um, <laughs> the creators of jelly beans decided I'm a big prankster and they decided that they were going to be pranksters too. So in these packages, it could be a strawberry flavored jelly bean, or it could be a vomit flavored jelly bean. They look exactly the same. So it's not like, oh, this one looks like vomit. This one looks like strawberry. They look exactly the same. And so there's always two options and they have a bunch of different colors and a bunch of different flavors, good and bad. And so for Christmas, I thought my family is notorious for being big pranksters. So I decided it was my turn and we love a good laugh. So (laughs) I made everybody at my Christmas family dinner, um, try a bean and see if they got bean boozled or not so it was so fun
0: oh it's it a great it's so a great fun. video i mean if i got one of those rotten egg ones i i think i would have lost it all right there on the spot <laughs> oh i don't think anything gets worse than than rotten eggs because sick. yeah yeah not uh, not good not who good. was it there was I'm, tr- I'm trying to there was there was a lady in in the one of them that uh it looked like she was ready to let her go right there. <laughs> I'm not oh, sure who yeah. that was, but. uh
2: was my cousin. Yeah, she was, <laughs> she was ready to yak full oh. on. And I was like, no, not in front of the camera.
0: <laughs> not in front of the camera. And no. then
2: I was like, actually, this is great content. Keep going. Yeah. But
0: <laughs> Yeah, you can't miss out on good content.
2: <laughs> Make me go viral. But she didn't throw up, so I didn't go viral. Oh, tough, that's,
0: that's great. That's great. <laughs> Uh well Nicole we got we have a little thing that we uh we like to start the podcast with I mean I know we're five minutes in already but uh, it's a little thing <laughs> we call quick pitches I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna throw out some random questions to you I mean they're all over the map and you you answer them as best you can
2: all right all right is this rapid fire as nah, fast as no I can? you
0: can elaborate right. if you want it's all, all good right. I call it quick quick pitches just because. <laughs> Because I can. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, first one. If you could go anywhere on vacation, where would it be?
2: Um, A very special one would be Alaska. I've always wanted to oh. see the Northern Lights and stay in an igloo. Like a real ice igloo. Not one of the glass igloos. Yeah. Those are pretty cool too. But like a real ice igloo. I don't know why. Wow. It's always been a dream. But, but- like a casual vacation vacation. Um, I'd love to go to Portugal cause that's where my grandpa's from and mm-hmm. I've never been able to go. And I would just love to see his home country and get to see like the farm he grew up on.
0: Right on, right on. That's, that's quite a contrast there. Igloos. To, <laughs> I know, uh, right? Portugal.
2: <laughs> I hate the cold. I hate the cold, but something about staying in an igloo just is like, wow, like I'm staying in an ice house.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. The concept of it all. That's a, uh, that's funny. Uh, next one. Uh, what's your go-to meal at McDonald's?
2: Go-to meal at McDonald's. I would have to say it's the McDouble off the dollar menu with no ketchup. Sometimes I'll leave on the onion. Sometimes I take it off and then a small fry.
0: Okay. With a Powerade. Mm -hmm. Nice. I always get McDoubles dressed like Max. Yeah, you just have to. So good. So good. Uh, (laughs) Next one. uh, Toughest pitcher you faced over your career so far.
2: Toughest pitcher that I've ever faced in my career. Um, whenever Miranda Ellish was at Texas, she completely owned me that series, <laughs> and I like I was so frustrated because I couldn't hit off of her, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this girl's got my number." <laughs> and then another pitcher that I faced that I was just, man, like she was so great was, um, Rachel Garcia. Oh, I mean, yeah. She was a great pitcher, so she she really dealt. Right on. Some really good locations. You know, not only did she throw hard, but she spotted really well and had good movement.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. if if you're spotting the ball and uh and there's moving on it, it's pretty tough to hit.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh besides the ball, best thing about Oklahoma University.
2: Um I just love the family environment. I mean, from being recruited and just talking to a coach to actually being on campus to now Working as a GA in the athletics department, um, the whole idea and the whole environment is about family. Whether you're on the softball team, that's the family. Whether you're a part of the University of Oklahoma, that's a family. In the athletic department, everybody treats you as family. So that's something that I personally hold really close to my heart is a value of having family and that connection. So I just... I love everything about that.
0: Right on. All right. we're going to, we'll dive into that a little bit more there as we get going with the whole, the whole culture there with the softball team. But uh, yeah, Yeah. that's that's a great answer. Um, If you could go back and play one game again, which is it?
2: Maybe the 17 inning game, because that one was five and a half hours. And that means that I could play. College softball for five and a half hours instead of just a normal two and a half. <laughs> oh, good. We're going to talk about I'll that game as well. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the games that they've been playing have been way too short with all the run rules. So oh. I'm like, no, they're great, but I'm like, no, I want to drag this one out. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. That that was a long game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, next one here. Uh, do you have a favorite show that you've been watch- binge watched?
2: Um. I think Shit's Creek is really funny. Oh, is it ever? <laughs> oh my gosh. Giselle Warren's actually put me on Shit's Creek and we used to just play it on repeat over and over and over again. Uh, last spring, we would just listen to it all the time. It was on the big TV in the living room, so you could hear it from everywhere. Is that right? And it was just blaring um, that. And then like The Witcher, I absolutely love
0: never what's up um one?
2: if you haven't seen it you have to it's like um kind of a game of thrones style like set back way back when
0: mm-hmm.
2: kind of like fan fantasy style but uh oh, man it's so good if you don't like gore and like action then it's probably not for you but i'm a that. huge fan of it yeah it
0: netflix or ne- netflix netflix okay <laughs> Right on. I'll definitely, uh, I'll check that one out.
2: Um, and then my last one oh, is one. Marvelous Miss Mazel. Yes, this one I love. I kind of got into this one this year. Um, it's like a um, comedy and she's an aspiring stand-up comedian. And so I've been watching a lot of comedians and I just love the show. I feel like the actress does such a great job of bringing you into her story. So... I'm, I'm a big fan.
0: What did you say it was? Marvelous. Mrs. Maisel. Mrs. Maisel. Okay. I'm writing this down. <laughs> All <right. laughs> check it out. Uh, two more here. Uh, who's one person you love to see live in concert?
2: Oh, man. See, you didn't know this about me, but I am just a huge fan of concerts. Oh. Any kind of live music, I am down. Um, One of... I mean, there's so many, and there's so many different genres. Like, I loved seeing um, Lauren Daigle live, her voice. I was just sitting down. Something about me and food, we just, <laughs> and then you throw in live music, it just makes it so much better. It all connects. It was after a fall ball game, and we all rushed, and we drove up to OKC to see Lauren Daigle live, and I was just sitting in my chair listening to her sing her amazing amazing voice singing some worship music and mm. i was just eating my chili cheese nachos and it was a great time
0: i, I was gonna say we're eating chili <laughs> yeah
2: i was chili cheese that's awesome. Yeah. that's awesome um but ed sheeran was also another really great artist that i got to see in concert did you really um yes and oh. he was amazing he was amazing it was a one-man show and he would just record like different echoes yeah, of yeah. certain certain clips and then he would just play it over and then he would just start a song with the music that he made. It's unbelievable. Like, 20 seconds it? earlier. It's oh my
0: gosh. Oh.
2: Like this guy is so talented. Tout- Not only can he sing and come up with the songs, but he can just create this whole thing. Yeah. I love seeing him in concert. Oh. Um, it's just Imagine Dragons, Panic at the Disco. Um, I got to see... Uh, So, so many, like I'm, I'm so excited. I get to see Journey, um, this in March, actually on the 10th. Yeah. So I'm really pumped about that. Me and my dad and my mom are going. Nice.
0: Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. All right. One more here. Uh, Tie game, runners in scoring position. Who's that one teammate that you'd know would deliver?
2: Oh, Shane Knighton without a doubt. Okay. (laughs) Shay Knighton is the clutches of clutch of all time. She she gets it done, I mean, so many times before. I think that was actually the scenario of the World Series during that 17-inning game. And I was either on second or third, and it was a tie ball game, and she hit a three-run home run, and that's how we won the game.
0: Wow. All right. Well... There's, well, if you want somebody up, Shay is, Shay is the one. <laughs> yeah. She's the one. She really is. Oh, that's great. All right, Nicole. Well, uh, like we asked with every guest on here, uh, tell us about uh, getting your start in the game.
2: Um, you know, I had an older sister and she was involved with a little league in my area. And so, she was, she was a little bit older than me. She's seven years older. And my parents were like, well, her sister's doing it. She might as well. <laughs> and so they enrolled me a year early. The league almost didn't let me play, but my parents were like, we're up here all the time. Like it was just, she really wants to play. She can even sit the bench for a whole year, but just let her practice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and I was that girl out in right field who was picking flowers, doing cartwheels. I was definitely me. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that was how I got my first big break.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny.
2: Yeah. I played at Oak's dad's club, but it was pretty cool because, um, Amanda Scarborough, who played at Texas A&M was an all American and then now is an announcer for ESPN. Mm -hmm. Um, she played at the same little league that I played at whenever she was growing up, and then Kat Osterman went to a high school that is about five minutes from my house in Houston. Wow! So it's pretty cool to see the softball that's been in my area growing up. So no doubt, definitely good softball area, right?
0: I would say jumpins. Holy God, we we had to. I had Cat on the on the show here, and what a thrill that was for me to you know yeah. pick the brain of cat that was <laughs> you know I'm a pitcher myself and you know just being able to chat with her was you know that's up there on my list of uh big moments for sure
2: <laughs> Yeah yeah I can imagine she's amazing
0: Yeah yeah now <laughs> you said about doing cartwheels and stuff I'm guessing uh you didn't have a love for the game right away. That kind of grew. <laughs>
2: no, I did not. So I actually was a competitive cheerleader, believe it or not, for the first several years. It wasn't until I was about nine or 10 that I really even stopped. I stopped cheering and I got more into softball, but for the first little bit of it, I guess I was just practicing cheer cheer. Out in uh, right field, but I was doing flips and cartwheels and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) But it was it was not my first love with sports, but it definitely has become my truest love, I will say, over the years.
0: Yeah. So when did you get into uh, as far as travel ball goes?
2: Um, I kind of stumbled upon it by accident, by chance. Um, So I was on an all star team from Oak Stads Club that became a travel ball team. And then there was a coach on a different travel ball team who saw me and they were like, Hey, you're really good. You should pick up with us on weekends. And so we picked up with them for a fall. And then I just, I love the team. I love the girls. I love the coaches. And they invited me to play with them full time. And so I was like, yeah. And that was the first legitimate travel ball team that I was on their name was the troublemakers um <laughs> so we really we really got into some crazy crazy scrapes uh, oh. yeah but
0: <laughs> I had a great name
2: <laughs> the fun times that we had with that team i loved um definitely started my love for the game and those girls that i played with were amazing so
0: awesome any big memories yeah. stick out for you
2: Um, we had to make a CD, right? So this is way back when, whenever you would burn CDs (laughs) and we basically made a mixtape CD and every girl on the team got to do the song. And I remember whenever the song came out, like, or the CD came out, everybody was so excited and we listened to it all together. And we had like this big dance party and like one of the dads had a grill and we practiced at this park. Like this community park and then after we were done practicing they were just playing it on their cd player with the speakers and the dad had the grill and we just ate after practice and we we're all just hanging out and um one of the girls grandpa's was there and he was dancing with everybody and it was just it was a fun time it was just a lot of community it was a fun group
0: so That's yeah awesome. awesome memories right there um yeah so Tell us about your recruiting process. What uh, what led to deciding on Oklahoma?
2: You know, um, as I mentioned before, family mm. was a huge thing for me. So, I growing up, I loved softball, but I didn't know too much about it. My IQ wasn't very high. It was just a natural instinct. I didn't really watch too much college softball. I didn't know about the teams that were good in college. I mean, my parents and I were just, just getting into travel ball. And so, um, I'm playing in Oklahoma city for a tournament with one of my teams. And I'm probably in like seventh grade, sixth grade, seventh grade Mm -hmm. at this time. And my mom is sitting with one of the dads on the team. And he goes, oh, my gosh, that's Patty Gasso right over there. And my mom goes, oh, my gosh, no way. And she turns and looks. And then she goes, wait. And she turns back to uh, the dad on the team. and She goes, who's Patty Gasso? <laughs> 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 and I had no idea who she, who she was. And so the dad and his daughter on the team we were really close to them. Yeah, they they sat us down in the hotel room and they like showed us YouTube videos for like an hour and a half and they're <laughs> like this is who Patty Gasso is, um, and so that's how I first got to know Coach, and I was surprised that she reached out during that tournament because I was sick, um, I had like a little fever and I was in right field coughing. And I felt miserable. I was like, oh my God, no way I'm going to get recruited. I'm over here coughing in the outfield. At least you weren't
0: doing somersaults or cartwheels.
2: Yeah, that is true. (laughs) But um, she reached out after that and we just kind of started talking more and more. And she really took the time to know me as a person. Uh, For me, I was getting recruited by a lot of different schools. And every school is putting their best foot forward, but I really wanted to make sure because I, I knew I was young mm. and my parents did a really good job preparing me of, okay, you're in seventh grade. You have no idea what you're going to want to do by the time you're a junior in college, much less by the time you're a junior or junior in high school, much less by the time you're a junior in college. Right. Um, you really have to think about things that are important to you. And so they made me write down questions and I had to have those card conversations. Um, And I think coach was the one who answered them the best. And she was the one who I felt like whenever I went there, I would have a family there and it wouldn't be with just coach, but it'd be with the girls. It would be with the team. It would be with the university. Mm-hmm. Um and with her, what you see is what you get. Like there's nothing fake about her. There's no switch for recruits where she plays nice. Right. Um what you see is what you get. And if what you see is pretty awesome. So it's yeah. it's really cool. And I was really blessed to be able to have her as my coach and have the experience that I did.
0: Right on. What do you remember about uh arriving on campus that freshman year?
2: Freshman year, arriving on campus. Um I think <laughs> I think I remember a couple things. So I set up in the dorm, and it's me and a- another teammate. And then we have two other teammates on the floor above us, directly above um, our rooms. Mm-hmm. And they're just banging, banging on the floors. <laughs> like, what are our neighbors doing? And then we like go up there and knock on their door. And then it's our teammates, and we're like, oh, my gosh. And then we <laughs> hang out. Um, uh, but just from that first semester, I remember the good and the bad, the good, right. I would just say, is just getting to meet my teammates, getting to have that connection with them, getting to meet other athletes, um, from different teams in the dorms that we live in. It's a sports dorm. Right. Um, so it was just so cool getting to connect with so many people from different walks of life, from different sides of the country, different perspectives on sports. Um, I loved it, but another side of it is I remember freshman year being so overwhelmed because I came in as a freshman and the team before me had just come off of a national championship. Who was right. Sydney Romero, Shay Knight, and Kaylee Clifton? It was their freshman year in 2016 when they won, and then I come in as a freshman in the fall of 16, spring of 17, and. I really struggled with, like, they're so good. Uh, how can I be there in a way that I kind of forgot how to play? <laughs> and I just put all this extra pressure on myself for no reason. Um, and I really remember that fall of my freshman year, just really trying to press too mm. much instead of just playing because that's what got me there, was just playing. So...
0: right. Now, do you do you remember that? Because uh, I like to ask everybody that played NCAA about their first at bat. Do you remember that? Remember that first at bat in, in February?
2: I do, nice. I do. I um, <laughs> I I have a first first at bat, and then I have like my at bat where I started.
0: Started great. Right.
2: <laughs> my first first at bat. Um, I I like to attack early in the count, and there's this pitch, and it looked real good, and I hit it foul, and it went pretty far. Uh, But it was foul and it was high and the girl caught it. And I run in, coach was like, you should have seen more pitches. And then I got taken out of the game and I was like, well, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, my first, first reel at bat, I was pitch hitting for Kaylee Clifton. And I think I got like a double or a triple. And that was like my big moment. Like I needed that one hit to kind of... (sighs) <sighs> okay, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm for in, sure, I'm right? good. Yeah. And then after that, I, I never got taken out and I played the rest of the year. That's so awesome. I think Coach was waiting for that moment too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now uh, let's jump into that whole freshman campaign because of course you guys went on to win the Women's College World Series. What was it like to go through that, the whole process, you know, especially in your first season? I mean, that must've been crazy.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think... This is why I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Oh, yes. This is why I'm so impressed with the team this year is I know how hard it can be whenever you're coming off of the year prior winning, how hard it can be to find your own identity mm-hmm. and not compare your team to the year prior. Right. Um, and how hard it can be to push yourself to achieve that, to win that. Right. Mm. Um, so there was a lot of, at the beginning, just, well, last year we did this. This is what we felt last year. This is what we did last year. And a lot of looking back. And I think there was a point where we stopped and coach was like, okay, you know what? Like we're done talking about last year. It happened and it was great, but this is a new team this year. This is, a new recipe for success it's the same championship mindset but you have to make it your own you have to make it unique to this team mm. and so um we just kind of stopped comparing ourselves to last year's team and embraced who we were in that year of 17 who was that team what what was their identity um, and we really focused on finding it. And I think for me, that was the biggest thing about our success is whenever we flipped that switch. That was when everything changed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How crazy was like you touched on that 17 inning game? Like, mm-hmm. what was that like to be a part of?
2: Honestly, it was so much fun.
0: I bet. I <laughs> bet. Yeah, for sure. It
2: was so much fun. And it kind of got to the point where I'd like come in and i'd be like oh so tired <laughs> and then we'd go back out and then i'd come back in and be like here we are again yeah. and then we'd go back out like it was crazy like, well
0: especially when you guys scored two in the ninth and then yeah. florida come back and scored another two in the bottom. you're like <laughs> almost when you get to the 14th or 15th you're like is this going to end <laughs>
2: It's literally, you know, it's like, this is a song that never, <laughs> like, like, that's how that game felt. Yeah. Uh, we ran out of snacks. It was the worst part about that game. We is that right? We ran out of snacks sometime in like the 15th and I was so hungry. <laughs> I mean, it was like, well, after midnight and I was like, I'm starving. Like,
0: hey coach, where's the chili at? <laughs>
2: I'm like this, it, it has to end. I need some food. I need my chili. What, what's going on here? We got to end it quick.
0: Oh my!
2: And um, Shay came in clutch, and we did. Yeah, in yeah. the top of the seventeenth. Yeah.
0: So tell us about winning it all. I mean, as a first, as a freshman, that must you must have been like, so this is how it goes. Like, <laughs> come on, that must have been, you know, you've won two, but that first one must be really special.
2: You know, the first one because you don't know what to expect. It didn't hit me until probably about August.
0: Really. <laughs>
2: wow. I we won and we celebrated and I felt super happy and joyful and the payoff and for me seeing coaches reaction all the coaches that was one of my favorite parts
1: mm-hmm.
2: and seeing the reactions of my teammates but for me personally it didn't hit me until August and I was like holy cow like <laughs> We really won. <laughs> um, just as you're, just as you're
0: about to start your sophomore season, you're like, oh, hey, we right, won. Right, I had
2: <laughs> never experienced anything else. Yeah. Uh, I think the second one was a little different just because I didn't win for two years. Right. And then I was like, in that junior year, we came so close, yeah. right? Yeah. And I knew how hard it was. To not win. Yeah. And I knew what it felt like to win my last game of the season. And I knew what it was like to lose my last game of the season.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: And be one of the two teams standing and you're not victorious or sophomore year, we get fourth and there's teams still playing and I have to watch it on TV. That was awful. That was awful.
0: No doubt. No doubt.
2: So I definitely appreciated it way more my senior year, um, especially after COVID, after me realizing this was the last time I would play in this jersey and getting to finish my career with a win. Mm. Um, just a lot more grateful, I think.
0: Yeah, that's funny. I actually have that down the list as far. As obvious. I was gonna say you must have been grateful, but let me get to that. In a bit. <laughs>
2: I actually took a quick peek yeah. at your notes a, before this. Hold that so.
0: count. Nicole's reading my mind. Here. What's going on? <laughs> actually, let's, I want to talk about that. The Women's College World Series, it's a different animal, isn't it? As far as atmosphere and pressure goes.
2: Oh, it's so fun. Yeah. And I, I honestly think this is what makes some teams stand out during the World Series and some teams shrink. Mm. Is It's a different animal. There's a lot of people looking there's a lot of sounds going on there's a lot of expectations but some teams embrace it and some teams crumble they could be a great team right Mm. but they crumble and you see a team like jmu i was
0: just about to say yeah
2: they embraced it and they were like you know what there is pressure but i'm not gonna acknowledge that i'm just gonna go out and play a I think the best piece of advice I got for big pressure situations was right before the World Series. And we just finished our practice, our last practice before we start playing. We got to practice on the main field and we finish practice and we walk up and we're sitting at the top of the bleachers and we're just kind of looking down at the field. And Leo Wodak, our catcher, turns to me and goes I remember this whenever we start play- playing. These stands are going to be full. The crowd is going to be loud, but it's still the same game. Hmm. The bases, they're still the same distance. The pitcher's mound, it's the same distance. The fence, it didn't get any bigger. The game is still the same, and that's what you do, and that's why you're here. Hmm. So whenever you feel it get too big, remind yourself. That it's really not. It's the same game. So remember to play your game because your game and our game is why we're here. And every year since then, I was like, wow. And so whenever we play that first game, we walk up from the sideline and we're like coming from behind the field and we're walking onto the field. I just, I love to take in those moments. And I always tell the freshmen, Um, to just like, Hey, whenever we're walking up, take it in. Not as, Oh my gosh, there's so much pressure, Mm. but take it in as wow, These people are here to watch softball. These people are here because they love softball. Just like I love softball. Let's give them a show. Let's enjoy it. Take it in, you know? And for me, I've, I've loved and thrived under those situations where the pressure is big. So I get to be bigger. Um, I loved, I loved that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What was it like going in there this year with the, you know, they got the extra tier of seating in there. I mean, that must've added a whole new level as, as far as, you know, intensity goes with that much more fans.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. I felt like I was at a college football game.
0: Oh, especially the, the, the visual of it is amazing. I can only beautiful. imagine what it was like for you out in right field, looking up and being like, "Holy jumpins!" <laughs> I'm
2: just waiting for the outfield stands to get bigger. I'm like, Come I on know, now. right? Like, Let's go. Well, they
0: can. I, I'm you they'd be packed.
2: I mean, I, I just think it was amazing that they added what was it, eight thousand seats?
0: Something. Yep. Something like that. Yeah.
2: Something around there and they sold out immediately.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: There wasn't any seating left. <laughs> and I just like the game is just growing so fast that stadiums can't keep up with it. It's uh-huh. a good problem to have.
0: Oh, not only that, 2 million people watching on TV. like And
2: <laughs> it's unreal. It's unreal. Um, and I just think about this sport. And not just OU, mm. but just a sport in general of how fun it is to watch and how genuine these teams are and how, how much they fight. And it's just a different energy Um, that that's why people come to watch. And I do feel like Oklahoma is different than all the rest.
0: Mm.
2: Not just because they are I mean, this year they're unreal, oh, right? St- <laughs> stats
0: kind of speak for themselves. Stats, I mean,
2: the stats seem like a cheat code in a video game. Let
0: me look right now. I got the I got the live feed up going right now, and it's four nothing against Tennessee, and a lot more home runs. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just I'm waiting for Jocelyn to hit that home run. So <laughs> I know I'm waiting
2: for that special home run.
0: I was I was kind of hoping. I'm like, wouldn't it be amazing if? She hit it while we we're recording this? And I was like, that'd
2: be pretty <laughs> cool. <laughs> that would be awesome.
0: But she's been walked twice in this game so far. So, I don't, yeah,
2: yeah, she's going to get so many walks.
0: Oh, so unfortunate. Just pitch to her. Come on.
2: <laughs> I know. I don't know. Part of me is like, hey, yeah, she's a great hitter, mm. but like, throw your stuff. Like, she yeah. doesn't always hit home runs. She gets out. She strikes out. She ground balls. Yeah. She hits pop flies to the outfield. Like you gotta, you gotta challenge her yeah, like, as a pitcher. That's just too easy. Yeah,
0: as a pitcher, your mentality should be attack. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I wanted to ask you about the the COVID situation. Let's go back to mm-hmm. COVID year first. Senior year canceled, and then then the Olympics. I mean, that had to be a crazy roller coaster of emotions, you know, that year and a half for you.
2: Yeah, it was a steep downhill. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Um, So that fall, I tore my ACL. Oh, right. Yeah. And I was coming back from injury and I had played in four games. And I was right at the cusp where I had to decide, okay, am I going to redshirt? Am I going to play this year? And then the whole situation has just taken out of my hands, that Uh whole decision, is taken out of my hands and all I'm hearing is okay um, COVID shutting down not just sports but the world pack up your stuff go home go home home and we'll let you know whenever we see you what happens next right I don't know if I'm gonna get to play again I'm not done with rehab all these hopes dreams plans are replaced with just question marks the olympics how in the world am i supposed to prepare for the olympics if everything is shut down and then the olympics they come out with okay it's been postponed or canceled and then i don't know if they're gonna put it to 2021 or not and so it was a struggle no doubt but it was a blessing in disguise For me, because it really forced me to find an identity outside of sport and it forced me to understand what a life without softball would look like. Mm -hmm. And I still, whenever I finished up, it it was still really different and I still have a ways to go. But for me, it was a blessing because it made me understand who I am even more than I already did who I am as a person outside of softball. And I feel like it made me a better player understanding that, recognizing that.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Let's, Hey, if, if that's something you can take out of, you know, uh, you know, a, a world pandemic, then I mean, <laughs> hey, hey, that's kudos to you, right? Yeah. 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 No, I said, I want to get into the, uh, the culture of, of Oklahoma. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. it's so crazy to think like every single year, it seems like you're in the women's cultural series. It seems like always, you know, rank one, two, three, it doesn't matter. But I got to ask about as far as the recruiting process goes there. Cause I mean, look at it this year, for example, I mean, they lose G Shannon and then Jordy ball and Emmy Guthrie's, is stepping in there, you know what I mean? Like, and then for you guys last year, here you have three freshmen and Terry Jennings, Nicole May, and Jada Coleman that come in, and look what they did. So, I, I mean, tell us about. I guess what's my real question here? I mean, tell us how I, I don't know. Like, how, just what's how, the secret sauce? Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure, like, coach, coach, coach has a lot to do it. Do with it, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: A massive part. Um, I think that just like any organization or business, a team is a reflection of their leader. And Coach Gasso is our leader. And her standards are extremely high because she doesn't accept mediocrity and things that people can control. And I think the reason why OU is so successful consistently is because the world we live in today, maybe not always mediocrity is accepted, but it is accepted. Yeah. And with Coach Gasso that has no home on this field, within the program, with each other, the expectation and the standard is... Not only are we going to be the best, but how can I get my teammate beside me to be the best as well? And there's a lot of emphasis on feedback and communication. Hey, um, I'm, I'm about to go hit. Can you watch my next three swings? Something feels off. I'm not really sure what it is. Do you mind watching? my teammate. Sure. Of course Mm -hmm. I swing. I come back. Hey, what'd you see? I I saw you doing this, this and that. One of these drills is what I do whenever I struggle with that. You should try it out. Oh, thanks. My teammate goes, well, you watch me swing. I watch her swing. She comes back. I tell her what I see. I say, maybe think about keeping your foot planted longer, or maybe think about just focus on turning the hips harder. Don't even think about anything else. And there's that automatic feedback. There's that trust of being vulnerable enough to say, hey, I don't know what's up or I want to be better. Can you show me how to be better? Can you tell me what you see? And I think that that culture is so hard to achieve, but she's done such a great job of establishing it, especially not just with upperclassmen, Mm -hmm. but especially with those who are playing. And not playing. Right. So a lot of times you get the buy-in from the starters, right? They're yeah. they're in it to win it. But what do you do whenever you have a team of 23? You can only play nine. Right. Maybe 10, right? Because a hitter for the pitcher.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: How do you manage that? And for us, it's knowing that whatever your role is on the team, it is important and it's not overlooked. And just because I might be a starter and you might be on the bench starting off, doesn't make me any better or any worse than you, right? And Mm -hmm. so knowing that your role on the team is just as important. You are a teammate, you are beside me, you are somebody that I work hard for, you make me better in practice, I make you better in practice. And just taking the whole Iron and Iron Mentality and not accepting mediocrity, knowing where people are at, of course. But knowing that whenever I come to practice, I'm gonna be pushed because I can be better. Right. Not because coach hates me or the team's out to get me or I have to be mean to my teammate who I'm competing for this spot for, right? Mm -hmm. But knowing that I can be better and they're just wanting me to be better. And I want my team to be better. And I want us to be on that next level. I want us to elevate because we're the best. And that's the expectation. That is a standard and nothing else, nothing else is expected. Nothing else is required except for you giving your best, not being the best, but giving your best. And I think that equals being the best. Man,
0: what an answer. That now, if, <laughs> if if you could say anything about the program right there and the culture, you just answered it because that's uh, yeah, that's quite an answer. And, and hey, now I now I have a good understanding why <laughs> why it's like that. that. That's a that's a great answer. I, I wanted to ask you about uh, you know last year when when you guys were starting, you guys had that that big opening win, uh, and Terry and and and. Jada went off there as freshmen in that first game. Were you guys like, huh? They might be pretty good.
2: (laughs) I mean, so we had all fall because of COVID. We didn't. We normally play scrimmages against other teams in the fall, right? But because of COVID, we weren't allowed to, and we just scrimmaged each other every Saturday. Well, now it makes sense. (laughs) and we got to see how good they were
0: yeah. because
2: not like you said we had Shannon we had G we had Nicole May we had Macy McAdoo we had Liv we had a lot of different pitchers on the pitching staff and they were facing us they knew us like the back of their hand they knew what we were expecting and would throw the opposite and then you would know that they knew and then so you would expect the opposite and then they threw what you were expecting. <laughs> and it was it was this game of strategy. So it kind of elevated us past just who's good, who's not, who's talented, who's not. Yes, that came into a factor during our scrimmages, but it brought a whole nother level of strategy to our game. Mm. And I think that's where you're seeing this team just really thrived because it's just a continuation of that strategy of that thinking of how can we be better? How can we trick them? How can we be one step ahead? How can we throw the other team off balance and how can we put ourselves at
0: ease? Um, I think hitting hitting six home runs a game is helping.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It definitely is. It it is. It is. Whenever you have TRA Jossie, then you have Kenzie Hansen, then Grace Lyons, like yeah. Jana Johns. They all have multiple home runs on the year already. She has two more and in the game right now
0: today against Tennessee.
2: Oh my gosh. She's unreal. <laughs> she's unreal. Yeah.
0: Unbelievable. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's it's still 4-1, by the way. Anyway, back to, <laughs> sorry, I, I kind of, we got sidetracked. <laughs> a there. live
2: check-in. Yeah, live yeah.
0: check-in there. But uh, I, actually, I want to I jump back we've talked about last year's world series a little bit, but uh, I mean, not as far as emotion goes for you and and whatnot, but I got to ask about that opening game loss to, to JMU. Uh, What was the message that you guys, you know, you know, as a leader on the team, what, what was the message after that game for the rest of the squad?
2: I mean, we had lost twice before that once was to Georgia, our very first loss of the season. And then the second one was Oklahoma State. And this was our third loss. But I think the only message that we had to deliver was, okay, it is what it is. We can win this. I know it. This team knows it. Coaching staff knows it. The rest of the world knows it. Everybody knows that we can still win. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to do is we're going to go out and we're going to play this game. And whenever we win that one, we're going to play the next one. And we're going to keep playing until we wind up playing all the games that we can, that we can play and winning the last game that we can win. Right. And whenever that's done, we'll be champions. And that's the situation that we're in. Right. And that's what we're going to do. Well, so it wasn't so much of a, let's get fired up and let's get rallied yeah. and all that stuff. We knew, we knew who we were. As a team, we knew we knew it. Yeah. We knew the rest of the world knew it. It was just okay, you gotta take care of business now.
0: Yeah. Well so obviously you did. (laughs) You guys went on to win. (laughs) Uh now, I said to G when we talked a couple of weeks ago, uh, I said, Could you imagine if Nicole had made that catch in foul territory to end that? She for was you guys? rooting
1: against me. I I, I, I that. I
0: know. That would have been quite a way to it. end it. That would have been an amazing catch.
2: To- I have always dreamed of having a dog pile in the outfield. <laughs> it was my dream. And I'm convinced that the reason why I caught it was not the wall. But because G was rooting against <laughs> me, and I was like, "You are so selfish."
0: She wanted you to make get that the final ball eight. every
2: single pitch, <laughs> and I was like, "You know how many times I get a ball in the outfield, especially whenever you guys are pitching? I hardly ever get yeah. anything." Yeah. And I was like, "You could have given me this. Give oh, me this one wow. thing."
0: Well, it looked like it my hurt a own bit, roommate. though. It that had um, to hurt a little bit. My,
2: you know what? I had slept wrong that night before, and so my neck was like just <laughs> a little tight. I'm not even kidding. This is so, I'm being 100% serious. So whenever I, I dove headfirst into the wall, it popped my neck really loud and I felt a pop and like everything in my body felt loose. So my first thought was, oh my God, I paralyzed myself.
0: <laughs> oh my
2: and then I was like, I just have to be really still. Yeah. I don't know why, but I was like, I can't move.
0: Mm. I didn't
2: even try to move. No,
0: I, I know. I, like, I, don't I, move. I could see. Yeah. <laughs>
2: And then I was like, okay, like let's breathe a little bit. Am I hurting? And I was like, actually, like I feel really good. Like that that neck pop felt really good. And then I got embarrassed because I was like, wow, I didn't just dive headfirst into a wall and not catch the ball in front of this crowd, but also in front of two what million came people to find out <laughs> two million people on live television. Um yeah, and I stood up and my teammates ran out. I think Taylor ran out. Helped me put my sunglasses back together. And she was like, You okay? And I was like, Yeah, I'm fine. Just a little embarrassed. <laughs> and I was like, Okay. And I just, ah. Uh... And that girl had been hitting balls to me all game long and I was like, that was it. That was my shot. And she said after that one, she was like, All right, quit messing around. I don't want Nicole to get the ball. I wanna get the ball. <laughs> and then she did a pitch and she popped up right back to Giselle and I yeah. ran in. Not not
0: a not a strikeout, eh? Not a strikeout, but 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 a little pop-up. Yeah. Oh, was, my uh, joke. oh, man. You know, what's funny. I pictured in my head is, uh, you know, the umpire and people coming out to you saying, you know, are, are you all right, Nicole? And you're like, uh, I actually feel better. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, what? The, I don't understand. You just <laughs> ran. Are you impressed? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. I mean, that, that's going to be, you know, icing on the cake, you know, mm-hmm. for you ending your college career that way. Right.
2: Yeah, it was honestly just amazing. And the freshmen that we had with Nicole May, T.R. Jennings and Jada Coleman, um, I never would have gotten to play with them if it wasn't for COVID. And I each one of them, I have obviously Jada and I played in the outfield together and I got to teach her a lot about outfield and she got to teach me so much about outfield and being lefties, we were always hitting together. And so I, I really enjoyed the relationship and that bond that I made with her. Hmm. And then T, I mean, she's unreal and she is such a sweet, sweet, sweet person. And just so daggum good <laughs> as <Yes>. a player, <laughs> but just getting to know her, getting to know her family. Um, and having those moments with him and then Nicole May is a mini me, but I'm kind of the mini one out of both of us because she's <laughs> taller than me. But um, just so many things that I found in common relationships and memories that I made with that team yeah. that I'm so grateful for because of COVID. Yeah. Um, and then just having, I mean, what would have been my first senior year, Giselle had red and I was the only one from my original class that was still on the team. And so I was so grateful for G and Shannon coming and having somebody to share my class with and yeah. having those relationships and just finishing all together, all of us together, all of us contributing. Right. Um, it just felt right. And I just I don't, I don't think I've ever felt more at peace with something awesome. very, very few things. So yeah. that was a storybook ending really.
0: Oh yeah. No, doubt, to- no, absolutely. It was, uh, I gotta, I gotta talk about the Olympics just here for a bit, obviously not the outcome that you were hoping for, but, uh, the experience alone must've been amazing, right?
2: Um,
0: <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> the village, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the food, amazing. They didn't have chili though, oh. but it was amazing. Um, one of probably my favorite memories, like top five memories of my life. This one is one of them. Uh, So we're going out for the first game and they, one of the flag bearers takes out the Mexican flag and we line up and we're standing and we're facing, they raised up the Mexican flag and the opponent's flag and they, play each of our anthems and whenever the Mexican national anthem started playing i just i took it i really took it in mm. and i looked down and i saw my teammates and the emotion on their faces reflected the emotions that i was feeling and it was just pride pride to be here proud to have made it this far nobody thought we would have made it this far um Pride to represent our families, mm. pride to represent our culture, our history, pride to represent a whole country. That's what we are out there doing. And that's what we set out to do. And to me, that was just more than the games. Yeah. Yes, I wanted to win a medal more than anything. But I I can't describe the feeling of how proud. And how much of an honor it was just to be there Mm. and just to stand and say, I'm representing where I come from. I represent not just myself and my family, but a whole country.
0: Mm.
2: It was just an amazing feeling.
0: Yeah. And for the rest of your life, you're known as an Olympian. I mean. Yeah, that's (laughs) that's, pretty cool. (laughs) That's that's unreal. Really, really. It is. (laughs) Yeah. So what's the future hold now down the line for you with the game?
2: Well, I actually signed to play for Athletes Unlimited. Yes. So I will be playing with them this summer. Oh, that's awesome. You are the first person that I've told, actually. Yay. Uh, Yes. (laughs) But uh, I signed to play with them this summer. So I'll be playing in the regular AU season, but I will also be playing in the AUX season. In San Diego? Which will be in San Diego, yes.
0: That is awesome. I, I love AU. I love the whole... Me too. Like, <laughs> the whole... Oh, it's just everything about it is just so great.
2: <laughs> it, it really is. And I've had teammates from Mexico and from OU play for AU. Mm. And friends play for AU and just describe it as just an unreal experience and something that was so special for them.
0: Yeah.
2: And... Just the projects and the initiatives that they do for the girls, not just with softball, right, but with right. low cross, with volleyball, with basketball. Yep. They prepare you to be a boss in every sense of the word for athletes and for business women. Mm-hmm. It's not one or the other, it's both. both. Um, they develop you as a person, you get to choose a charity and for that season, the charity that you choose, whatever you make, AU actually sends or donates the same amount to that charity of your choice. Wow. And so I just think that's just incredible and it's just so amazing. Um, And the environment there is one that uplifts and one that embraces and one that loves. And I just think in a world where sometimes girls can Put put each other down. Hmm. This is a space where we watch each other grow. Yeah. And we nurture one another and we push one another and we grow one another. Yeah. And Um, you get to showcase you get to showcase
0: showcase your personalities as well, I find.
2: Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many different personalities. Yeah. So
0: it's real fun. That's awesome. Oh, I'm so happy. That's great. Yeah. I can't wait to watch it now. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We have a little thing that uh, I like to end the podcast with. Uh, I call it Player Association. I'm going to throw some names to you. You can say as much or as little as you want about them. If you have a story, let her go. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. First one, Shay Knighton. Shay Knighton, baller, clutch, amazing, great friend,
2: great singer. I can't tell you the amount of times we—I would pick her up from the airport coming back from the summer, and we would just drive around for hours, just listening to Kalani or Wild Wild West by Will Smith. Uh, we just—we had a blast. We had a blast. Wild, I love that girl to death.
0: Wild Wild West out of all the Will Smith songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. That's great. Uh, next one, Kinsey Kelto.
2: Oh, I love that girl with all my heart. Um, she is one of my best friends and she's, she was my roommate. She was somebody that I really mentored and now, um, she's someone that I feel like I can go to and we can grow in our relationship with Christ. I mean, She's funny, she's gorgeous, she's everything that you could ask for in a friend, and she's so supportive and I could go on and on about <laughs> Kinsey Kelso, but she's honestly amazing, and I think the best thing about her is that she truly reflects the love that Jesus gives to us to others, and that's something that I just completely admire.
0: Excellent. that's awesome did did she uh she transferred, didn't she? Is she, with- she did.
2: And she's hit about like four home runs at GCU. Oh, nice. And I'm like, look at that. I was so proud of her. I text her every time. I'm like, oh my gosh, what'd you eat today? So I could do the same. <laughs> Good.
0: Good for her. That's awesome. Uh, two more here. Uh, friend of the show from a couple of weeks ago, G. Juarez.
2: Giselle Suarez, crackhead for sure. She <laughs> is a wild, wild girl. Most people think she's like this shy, really reserved person I lived with this girl and I can tell you she's an absolute nut (laughs) she's a nut um but I wouldn't trade her for anybody else in the world uh she's one of my best friends and I think that her heart always has good intentions and she's just somebody that you can laugh with Hmm. somebody that you can share your highs and your lows with and she's always going to be there so I'm super grateful that she's in my life.
0: I hear you're standing in the wedding.
2: I am. I'm her maid of honor. I'm so excited. That's awesome. I told her, I was like, okay, let me know about um, any ideas. Cause she was going to a wedding show. I was like, well, let me help you out. Cause that's what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> and then she sent me a text and she was like, okay, so this is what we're doing, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And she had like the whole wedding planned out. And I was like, well, what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> She's like, keep me sane on my wedding day and we'll call it even.
0: And I was like, all right, fair. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. That's great. Uh last, certainly not least, uh Coach Patty Gasso. Um
2: gee, so many words immediately came to mind, but I would just say a woman, a boss, a mentor, and most recently a friend. Um, I, I honestly have so much to credit her to in my development of a person as a Christian, as an athlete. And during these years, I I have always like looked up to her and Mm. I've always respected her. But this past year being outside of one of her players, our relationship has changed a little bit just because, I mean, it's different now that I'm not playing for her, but, um, I've got to see a little bit of a different side of her and it has been so cool to see and get to experience and get to know coach in that way. Mm. And, I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So I just think that she's somebody who advocates for those who don't know how to advocate for themselves yet. But she doesn't advocate for them forever. She teaches them how to do it themselves so they can go out and they can advocate for themselves and for other people. And those people teach those people and it's just a continuous ongoing Relationship with others, with sisters, with family, with friends.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I just think that more than anything, more than softball, more than anything, that is what her legacy is going to be. Um, and I'm just honored to be a part of that legacy.
0: What a way to end it! Great way to end it, right there. <laughs> Nicole, I got to thank you for coming on. This has been a fantastic chat. Uh, I wish you nothing but the best going forward. You know, can't wait to watch an AU and everything else, you know, from there and beyond. Uh, I wish you nothing but the best.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me
0: on. You no know, problem. I'm going to have to go get my wife to make me chilly now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nicole. Thanks for coming on.
2: Thank you. Take care. Bye. See, I'm not going to let me go crazy. Not this time. I'm going to
1: Stepped out of my house in seven days Heaven shaved, heaven showered, heaven changed Same clothes, different day Another good morning, pissed away Hey, got the whole world looking right at me Actually, feels like people start to look past me I've been around, feels like this just might be a last dance I'm frustrated, I'm past tense I still don't feel like I has been I don't, but it's like a ghost town up in the studio Nobody comes around here no more I guess it's just how the movie go I don't like playing my old friends new songs They don't listen to rap like back when They all grew up, kinda moved on And how could I blame them, huh? I used to sleep, eat and breathe this shit But now the older I get I'm questioning if I really needed this I used to stress what people said and what people thought about me. Now I worry about if my daughter can make it home from school without me. But still, at the same time, as I'm writing this rhyme, I'm in my kitchen. My daughter's trying to tell me about a day I hear, her, but not really listening. I'm staring at her, but in my head, I'm putting these words together. I know that I need to do better, cause what I do now could change forever.
2: Shot is swimming in my head lately, but I don't mind. See, I'm not
1: gonna let me go crazy Not this time I'm going through changes I'm gonna make it for sure uh, It's a fall from paradise I'm going through changes That I've been here before uh, And I know I'm so indecisive these days And musically I feel confused Don't know what I'm like in these days I just think it's time to check all the new shit Plus all of the...
0: Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902 902- 4995717 Trust me when all is said and done we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again